Hey there, gang. Thanks for listening. This is Toby, host of the podcast Prioritize. Just wanted to say a big thank you. That's right. We see the comments coming in, and uh, we just want to say, uh, you know, thanks. Right, but uh, no, I really appreciate, you know, taking the time and doing the detail. Right, because if you no put comment, we're going to shoot you and burn you in desert. No, still still not going to do that. I, I was just saying that we're appreciative of the comments because... You know, sometimes you come in, you really don't feel like doing this, and you're kind of like, why am I doing this? Ha! I feel that way every day. At any rate, we, we just wanted to say a big thank you for all the comments and the liking and the, the new subscribers and the rates. Uh, we, we really appreciate it. Keep up the good work. It's uh, things like that, you know, and people like you that keep us moving forward. Right, because otherwise... No, just forget, just forget that. Just forget it. We appreciate you listening, and we'll we'll catch you soon. Ah, I never get to say what I was going to say. Welcome to another episode of Prioritize. They accomplish while you drown in lists. It's difficult to juggle your responsibilities. Husband, father, brother. It goes on, but your energy doesn't. You pondering what I'm pondering? Prioritize what's right for you, not what's left behind. This is Prioritize with Toby Baker. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. Greetings, gentlemen and ladies. This is Prioritize. Here we discuss prioritizing faith, family, relationships, and more. I'm your crazy wife. Formerly Fat Host, the Baker Boy himself. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you've joined me for yet another episode, episode 23. Today we prioritize the scuba dive. Now, I haven't scuba dove in several, several years, but my wife and I, I don't know if I told this to you earlier or if I've shared this with you, but we've been together 25 plus years. We just got back from Jamaica. I got all these great stories. I can't wait to share them with you. We, we were talking last time on the uh, got to walk on the beach together of a Caribbean shore, and I got to cross that off of um, our bucket list. I, w- I was very excited. It was all I could do while I'm going through the last episode just to keep it in reserve and keep it down so that I didn't explode all over your stereo. I, d- I didn't, I just had to, I had to reserve, had to pull it back in. That's what I had to do. Because, uh, I mean, just... I mean, you think about something for so long. You think about you're playing baseball during the summertime. You pick up the basketball hoop. You're going to go play some hoops. And, I mean, you get excited about stuff. And then, boom, you're so excited. You got all this energy, right? And you're not sure how to channel it. So uh, I I tried to be as reserved as I could on the last one. This one, obviously, not so much. The last time I went scuba dive was in a swimming pool at the YMCA. They had one of the PADI certified scuba divers there going through some stuff with me and the, the who all was there? I don't know. It was like a Campus Life JV group. I don't know. My son was there and I was there. I can't remember what excursion it was we were doing. You ever done excursions before? You ever been on these things before? You go to a trip. You, you, you take a trip to a destination somewhere way out there and you have to go on an excursion. Did you guys take the excursion? Are you going to go on an excursion? Oh, we went on this excursion. And then they begin to tell you all about the excursion they went on it doesn't matter if it was the worst thing in the world or the best thing that ever happened to them they they're so excited about telling you about the excursion it's almost like you've seen the live action raccoon commercial uh there's raccoons on there and they're going through some garbage cans or something and and they're they're talking to each other like ah ah 
this is terrible. You got to try this. This is awful. I smell this over. This is just, uh, I mean, it, it was, it was awful. They still want you to share in the disgust. So ours was not awful. I'm not going to lie to you. <clears throat> no, our, uh, our scuba dive excursion was quite the experience and allow me to share with you. Al from Agrabah share with us yes i stole that from aladdin i'm pitiful okay what do you want me to do so uh so we're there in jamaica we got all signed up for the scuba dive and uh for for the past few days while we're there in jamaica been trying to get our butler again i you know i don't normally have a butler like the butler here at the house is he's not on vacation he's just non-existent so because it was our big, you know, 25 years, and unfortunately, that's a really large number for wedding couples in America, for, for marriages in America. I would be thrilled if within a couple of years we, we come to learn that 65 is the new 25, where married couples, they stay together for so long, uh, they just don't know how to be apart at all. So that's that's Joyce and I. We've only been together for 25 years. I, honestly, I can't imagine living a life without her. And I, I think it's the same for her. I hope it's the same for her. I'm pretty sure it's the same for her. So at any rate, uh, for the past couple of days, we we had the we got the butler package, you know, where you they give you a cell phone and then you just call them up. Hey, hey, uh, Jeeves, we need some sodas. We need ice. We need, we got to have fresh ice. This ice is from three hours ago. It's already beginning to. It's getting old. It's getting old. Okay, if you can't comprehend this, then I'm afraid I'm gonna have to get a new butler. Oh, no problem, man. We'll, we'll get you some fresh ice. Okay, it wasn't that bad towards the butler, but wouldn't it be cool? You just sitting there like, ah, this ice is in 15 minutes, so I want some fresh ice. So the reality was, we we had a butler for the week. It was great. And uh, we've been trying to get some steaks up to the room for breakfast. I don't know how you are about steaks, but when it comes to meals for steaks, uh, for me, you you want some for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, Tobe? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Well, I mean, no, you could only do, like, which, which one would you want? Yep, well, all of them. Let's do all of them. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. So they had this uh, great place over there called Neptune's. And they did a phenomenal ribeye. And I was I was talking to the butler. I said, hey, can you wrap this up? We'll get this over tomorrow. Sure, no problem, man. We'll do that. Well, the morrow came. I didn't get the steaks. I'm like, hey, can I? What happened to the steaks? And the next day we got the other butler. Tavoy, we got some steaks. So finally, the morning of this excursion, we had steaks. They felt so bad about it. They brought up two ribeye medium to medium well done. Uh, there was definitely pink in the center. It was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous piece of meat. I don't know how better it was. I mean, it's just perfectly marbled. The fat was perfectly marbled throughout. It was still a little bit of sizzle when they pulled the top off the dish. And it just kind of sang to you for a few seconds. You ever had steak like that? Before? If not, then you've never had steak. Now, added to that, the steak was a surprise. I'd kind of given up on it, thought, okay, you know, I, I can survive without having steak in the breakfast uh, in the morning. It'll be difficult, but I will find a way. Added to that, they had three bowls of fruit. We had uh, egg, 
um, with the casserole thing, the egg casserole, what are the omelets? We had omelets. And the omelets, we had bacon and onion and green bell pepper, tomato, ham, gorgeous. I was It was great. We had orange juice and cranberry juice and espresso and coffee and glasses of water. We even had cocktails that morning for breakfast. I know. You're like, Tom, what are you doing? I was on vacation, okay? I'm sorry. Cut me some slack over here. We'd been married for 25 years. Throw me a freaking bone. All that. I think we even had some breads that morning for breakfast, like bagels. We had a bagel with cream cheese. We had blueberry muffin. It, it was the it was the largest breakfast I think I'd ever had. And we loved it. Oh, man, it was scrumptious. Every last bite of it, thinking, oh, this is so good. This is so good. And we get to the end and look, okay. Let's go scuba diving, right? So my wife and I, we go over to the place that was on the other side of the island. And uh, we get in there and they're showing us the videos. So there was another couple in there going for the scuba. They were new. We were new. So we get out of that. And then we, we get into the pool and they get us the gear. Man, I am ready to go. I am rearing to go, right? I got my fins on, got the tank on the back. My wife's all set. We are ready to scuba. And he says, oh, man. I'm like, What? You didn't shave your upper lip. Why Why would I need to shave your upper lip? Because, man, when you put the face mask on, that's going to get a better seal to the face. And you got a mustache and a goatee and a beard. You needed to shave the upper lip, man. Is this, is this, uh, this going to be bad? No, man. I mean, you know, maybe it, it don't go no matter, but it would have been a good idea to shave the upper lip. Ah, shoot. Shoot. Well, okay, I, you know, we'll move through it. He's like, he says, you know, you could probably put some chapstick on there and that will help the seal that we don't have all the water going. I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm here. We're going to go forward. So in the pool, the pool water is different than the Caribbean sea water. I'm probably not telling you anything you didn't already know. But just so that we're clear, the pool is, is fresh water with chlorine, a couple chemicals, keep that nice and fresh. So, you know, the water seeping into the mask, it didn't really affect me all that much. I've been pool all my life. I, I love the water. I love the water. So going, I'm going down. I mean, they're still training on getting the mask up and, and switching, um, uh, switching tanks and, you know, what happens if you, you lose the, uh, if you lose the hose, the, the, I'm like, I am ready. Right. And I, I know all that stuff. We went through the hand signals, bada boom, bada bing. I got it down. I got it done. We're ready to go. So we all go into the boat. And <laughs> this is when I begin to feel the kind of peer pressure because you walk onto the boat. There's like 20 other divers. They're all professional, man. They've all done this hundreds of times before. This is like, you know, for them, it's like waking up and they're like, ah, no problem. They got some of the crew on there. They got all these divers. They got a guy with a, with a, a scuba tank on the side of his leg. Oh, and who's the new guy with the rented fins? Um, I'll just be over here, okay, so nobody notice me, right? So, I mean, they, they were cool about it. Nobody was trying to shame you because it was your first time or anything like that. It, most of the time, you know, they're just sharing stories on your way out to the drop. So, we get out there. And they dropped, I think they dropped us off first and picked us up up last. That's how it went. As soon as you, uh, you know, you, you're, you're getting ready to walk off the back of the boat, you begin to smell the Caribbean Sea. You ever smelled the ocean? Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, it's fantastic. Right, right up until the point where you're going to go scuba diving in it. And you, you, as soon as you splash down. Oh, oh, 
Oh, that's salty. Oh, oh, that's definitely salty. Woo! Ah! Oh! You're trying to spit it out your mouth, and then you realize you realize you still got to put the regulator into your mouth that's now been sitting in the Caribbean Sea for a few seconds. You're like, ah, shoot. So you grab that, and then uh, you you swim out over to um, swimming over to an area. It's it's roped down, and then he says, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna mask up. We're going down. Put your regulators in." And we're gonna steer clear to close to the rope, right? And and then you know we go from there. So throw the regulator in and begin to go down. Like automatically, you can feel the pressure uh, on the inside of it. You got to equalize that out, right? So I'm I'm trying to blow my nose. You have to pinch your nose and blow the air out your out your ears, which. In a pool, it just it's different than it is in the Caribbean Sea. So as I'm doing this, I'm getting all the salt water rushing right down my nostrils, right into my gullet. Right, that's not good. Uh, after after a minute or so, that was less than a minute, I guess. I'm able to equalize, but now I got this this water that's right in my mask. So you you're supposed to shove on the on the forefront, uh, the on the uh, on the forehead of your mask. You shove that up, and then you 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 do a mass clearing. So you blow out all of the water that's right there. So I do that. Next thing you know, uh, I'm not equalized again. So I have to re-equalize. And I'm pinching my nose, and I'm blowing the air through my ears. And then i got to readjust my mask for the mask clearing. I go back and forth like, this is crazy. Next time, if there is a next time, I am definitely going to shave so that I get a nice good seal right on my face. We, we go down there, we're swimming around. And actually, I'm exerting way more effort than what I was supposed to be. As I was told, the the diving, scuba diving, is a lazy man sport. So if you're out there and you're like, oh, man, I wish I knew a sport that is just, I can just sit there and be it. That's called scuba. Scuba diving. You have to do very, very little. I mean, the the, the trainer, uh, Everett, it was his name, the trainer's down there. He's just, you know, he's hugging himself. He's got his arms up, and he's barely moving his legs and just kind of going around the, the floor of the ocean, which wasn't that deep. Uh, I think we're right around 20, 25 feet, something like that. So uh, I was still I was still really shallow in terms of scuba diving, and, and that was okay because I was having a problem equalizing the pressure in my head. I think we're down there for like 10 minutes. He pulls us back up. We go back up. We're going through some of the uh, the hand motions and uh, going through the buddy breathing, make sure we understand buoyancy, you know, everything that we just trained on a few minutes ago over in the pool. We're just, I mean, he was a great trainer. I loved Everett. I thought he was great. And uh, But the problem was I started feeling the butterflies in my stomach. That's where a little bit of um, issues came into paradise. And uh, I told Everett, I said, look, man, I, I, I'm starting to feel some butterflies in my stomach. It's not feeling so great. He says, okay, man, you need to get back down underwater quickly because it's going to feel better under there. We were starting to get these four-foot swells and five-foot swells from uh, the sea as the wind was picking up. And that combined with the morning breakfast and all the salt water I just inhaled and uh, it was down on my goal. Like, this is not a good combination. Dobe's got to do something. 
So we get the mask up, got the regulator back in, and then back down below the surface we go. And uh, after a minute or two, I was able to equalize and, and do the mask clearing, get all the bubbles out, get everything done. We'll go back through a, a few more hand motions, and we're kind of swimming along. And I, I just, oh, man, I had this, the butterflies in my stomach just, like, doubled and tripled in size. I told Everett, I, I, or I didn't tell him, you can't really talk underwater. I mean, as, as much as you'd like to think that you can. So I given him the hand motions. I got to go up. I get to the surface, and then the crew is at the surface. And uh, next thing you know, man, whew, ooh, I tell you. I got to see all my breakfast all over again for the second time. This time around, it wasn't as tasty. You know what I'm saying? Has this ever happened to you before? You had breakfast, and then a couple hours later, you've seen your breakfast again? It's not a pleasant experience. All the orange juice and cranberry juice and espresso, all the bites of the steak and the egg omelet and the ham and bacon, all that coming back up again. I'm looking, I mean, I'm just... uh, you, uh, I don't know how far you want me to get into this. So I'll stop there. I'm looking around like, where, where is my crew at? And I finally turn around. They're like 20 feet behind me. They're all giving me that, hey, no problem, man. You do what you got to do over there. So I finished up and then I, I kind of uh, limp swim or something back over to, you know, where they were. And Everett's there like, hey, man, you feel better? Uh, I, I feel better. I still got a little bit of issues there, but I, I think I'm done for today. I, I think that's it. No problem, man. I think we're all done for today. We're good. We'll pick up tomorrow. So he motions for the boat over. The boat comes over. Now, I mean, we're still getting the four and five foot swells. So I know that's like a, a whole 12 inches difference, but suffice it to say, I didn't bring my ruler out there. I, maybe I should have. I'd give you better detail on that. We get on the boat. <clears throat> and the boat is going four and five foot swells. It's doing that up and down, up and down, nose and tail, up and down, over and over and over and over again. The only thing I could think of is I, I, I can't, I, can't, I gotta get back off. I gotta get back off this. Next thing you know, it's coming all up again. And ironically enough, I didn't know what they were saying. They spoke in, in the Jamaican when we were first getting on the boat. You heard uh, uh, the bunch of guys ask, so how'd they go? And then Everett replies with something. I don't know what he said. Oh, ha, ha. they start laughing. I'm like, oh, they're laughing at me. This is fun. Thanks. Thanks, Everett. You know, they brought me a, a bottle of water. I thought, you know, so it's like, hey, everyone goes through this, right? They're like, hey, no problem, man. No problem. Everybody does this. And I'm like, oh, I have to do this again. So then I go to the back of the boat and I'm, spurting up some some more of the sea salt water and i go back and sit down <laughs> they brought me another another bottle of water and this time is just one of the other pro divers and they're like ah don't worry about it it's nothing to be concerned about don't be embarrassed everybody goes through this you know just part of of learning you know getting your sea legs and and being scuba and and all that but you get through it you know no worries which i thought was great because um i I honestly, you know, amidst all that and all the laughing, and I'll tell the joke now, not a joke, sorry, I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story and uh, I'll laugh and, you know, we all have a, have a good laugh at it and that's it, you know. But when you're going through that, it really sucks because you're the one person or the second person who's who's vomiting up their breakfast because they were dingbat 
and they shouldn't have eaten anything prior to going into the water where there's going to be four and five foot swell. I didn't know there was going to be all the waves. I certainly wasn't expecting it. I didn't think about it. Had I thought about it, have I put just an ounce of effort in thinking, huh, maybe I shouldn't have a huge breakfast before going into the water. What's what's grandma always say? Better wait two hours before going into the water. You just think, go back and sit down. You'll catch pneumonia. Right? Or something like that. A couple things that I uh, walked away with on that was, you know, when you're down there on the ocean floor and you're getting to see all this beauty that you you just never get to see because you're always above ground, right? You're above ocean, you're walking around. You don't get to be down there and see that it's it's so peaceful. You know, the I'm, you're not even thinking about all the worries that you have up top. You're not even thinking about all that. But... uh you're down there and kind of swimming around slowly because, again, this is a lazy man's sport, so it was perfect for me. And you see the little fishies fly by and this beautiful reef that's right there. I mean, so close you could touch it. I really didn't because I wasn't sure if it was poisonous, but gorgeous to look at. All the problems of the surface just seemed to disappear. You know, they evaporated. And it's just you and God and your team and you're down there just swimming around and then uh, you know you vomit quite a bit but then you got people coming to your side saying hey everybody goes through this they give you some relief I thought that was pretty cool it doesn't matter what you're going through someone else has already gone through that hopefully they're right there by your side and they can offer you some water they can offer you a little bit of relief. They can sit there and just be with you. You know, sometimes that's all that's all you need. You just need somebody there. You don't they don't have to give you any words of wisdom. They don't have to say anything. Just time just sometimes having somebody there with you makes all the difference. You know, it's like when, when you're alone and you're walking through a dark alley, it can be a little scary, you've not done that before, but you got a buddy with you, you got somebody with you, it makes all the difference. When you're going through a haunted house and it's just you by yourself, yeah, it could be really scary. But when you bring somebody with you and a an M16 and a set of nunchucks, man, it makes all the difference in the world, doesn't it? I know. I'm making light of this situation, but that's what I do. It's what I do best. Well, well, you suck at that, so I'd hate to see what else you do. I know. We got back to shore and I saw this really nice patch of stone rock and brick and i'm like this looks really comfortable i think i'm just gonna lie down here and i i was down for like 20 minutes or something one of the guys came over one of the lifeguards hey man you can't be lying here anymore people think you're dead you gotta stand up come with me so i walked over to him and sat down at this uh i don't know the chair and tables and cabana and joyce is there and i'm apologizing you're honey i'm so sorry i don't know what's going on I'm sorry I'm doing this. She's like, oh, no problem. I'm just reading my book. You know, so I'm very appreciative of her grace. And then another, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes goes by. And I had to stand up and go to the restroom. I had more sea salt water coming up. So I had to get that out of there. I leave there, go and sit back down. And I'm sitting there for another 20 or 30 minutes or so. And I'm like, okay, I think I can finally stand up. And then we inched our way all the way across the beach, back to our cabanas that the butler prepared for us ahead of time. And I sit down, and I, I'm just out for like two hours. I just sleep in, right? 
you know, just, just, I, I knew it was going to pass. It wasn't like it was the end of me or anything. But finally, it passed. Finally, that passed. I got on the horn. I'm calling my butler. I'm like, hey, I need some crackers. I need some Coca-Cola Classic up in here. I need some Sprite, man. Can you get this over to me as soon as you possibly can? Yeah, man, no problem. Great. And then we were back at it. So walking away from that whole experience, you know, amidst a, a, a number of different lessons, I, I think one lesson right now could be applied to several different situations as you and I walk through this beautiful thing of ours called life. That amidst all the trouble, all the pressure, all the stuff that's going on, sometimes we just breathe deeply into our regulator, get some fresh air, come up for air every once in a while, right? Just take the regulator, which I mean, uh, aptly named, and breathe deeply. I think you'll see things a little differently on the other side. One other thing here, I know I said, you know, just one thing, but I, I kind of think this other thing goes goes right along with that. Uh, I was so glad that my wife was there with me, not not just to comfort me on that, but we went through the experience together, and uh, I was so grateful for her comfort. You know, I'd, it, it's good to have friends when you're going through stuff, when you're going through some problems, when you're going through some trauma. Sometimes the friends abandon you. Yeah, I've had a couple of friends over the past uh, year and a half that just outright abandoned me in a uh, in a time of need, which was unfortunate to go through. And I know I'm not the first person to go through that. I know I'm not going to be the last. But it's good to have friends close by when you're going through stuff, when you're going through some problems. And there is a friend that sticks closer to you than a brother. His name's Jesus. If you haven't heard about him before... If you'd like to know more about him now, drop me a line. I'd be glad to share with you everything that I know about him. 